1: Broadcasting broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
2: God bless America. I uh, And I want you to not believe the hype. That's right. Don't believe the hype. I don't wish the moronic, sometimes satanic crazies on the left, I don't wish them death because they disagree with me. I don't want to destroy the country and rip it apart in the name of peace and patriotism. That's what they want to do. I want to keep this country together like Abraham Lincoln did. I want people to see the light that our founders and those that experienced the Enlightenment saw. I want the future of America to see that shining city on a hill... That Ronald Reagan spoke of. By the way, his birthday is in 48 hours, so big shout out to Ronald Reagan. But I don't believe we're a racist nation of evil oppressors and infinitely oppressed victims. If, by chance, you happen to be an ethnic or racial minority, that is, and I happen to be brown. But as my dad would say, "Que se vayan para miércoles." He would say something else, but I'll fill it in with a euphemism, which means. Let them all go to hell. And I filled it in with, let them all go to Wednesday. Spanish joke. But what's up, America? I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S at the end, the way God intended. Your liberty-loving Latino amigo. And I am the host of This Is America with Rich Valdez. You can hear that on iHeartRadio or through any podcast app or your smart speaker. And I'm filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, tonight. Mark is off enjoying himself. And he will be back on Monday. Now, I broadcast out of the New York area. And some of you guys know me as the associate producer of this show right here, where Mark refers to me on air as Mr. Call Screener. Others might know me from my occasional commentary on Newsmax TV. And some of you might have heard my show on the airways of Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in Philadelphia, or if you're on the West Coast, on KTTH Seattle. And, of course, right here on the Mark Levin Show. But it's my pleasure to be here with you guys. Now, listen, I got a message for you, and that message is, don't believe the hype. Don't fall for the Civil War trap. Now, I've constantly said this on my program, and I get a little pushback. And I've said it here on this show, too. But there's no civil war without a general. You need a general. You need a a head to lead this thing. And there's a few things that you need, I think, for a civil war. And I'm not talking about a couple of um, disparate riots. But I'm talking about an all-out 1860-styled civil war. And there is no civil war without a target, some sort of end game, And we don't have that either. Where would the line of demarcation be? For example, where is our modern-day Mason-Dixon line? What would the good guys, a.k.a. the White Hats, what would we do? Go to the White House and rip down the flag from from the White House? Is that what we're supposed to do? And what would we replace it with? If we're ripping down the American flag, what are we going to put up? These are the questions I have, and perhaps they're, they're somewhat esoteric, but on a bigger scale. How do we get the military to just turn on their oath on a dime, to abandon that oath and disobey their commander-in-chief? How do you get all of them to do it, not just a handful? And I'm not advocating this. I'm asking questions. Do you not ask yourself, are there any woke leftists in the military right now? What about General Milley? What about General Austin, who's now Secretary of Defense? You think these guys are going to take this stuff lying down? Now, listen, I know there are some pro-Civil War proponents out there, which I'm not, and most of you who are listening are not, and they're, they're, they suggest all sorts of things. But the enemies of the United States really are the ones that promote this because they're the ones that want to see America fall from within. And, and they're the ones that want to see a bunch of civilians with great marksmanship and a Second Amendment be the people that take over their own military the the united states armed forces i don't think it's gonna happen do you really believe that'll happen i don't neither does trump he's never advocated for a civil war now i think he's tough he's smart he's as anti-war as they come just look at his record and i was really delighted when i saw that trumps former deputy national security Advisor michael anton about a week ago he wrote this piece in american greatness and i thought it was terrific because it's exactly what I've kind of been talking about. And while he was way more eloquent and, and really, really just did his thing in that piece, I think it made so much sense. Now, this piece, I'm not going to read all of it, but I'm going to give you a little bit. And he, he goes into talking about how, how this would actually materialize and how we really have to look at where this stuff comes from. Saying that it's regime propaganda and it's so ubiquitous... That even if you're like him, and you make no effort to find this propaganda, and you even take steps to avoid it, you, can, you can't help but notice that our masters have fastened on to a new narrative, the coming Civil War. Now, he goes in to talk about Biden, and he says, Biden himself noted that the disaffected on the right have no chance of taking on the United States government without F-15s and nukes. Yeah. Like the blind squirrel finding a nut. The old man was on to something. The government's overwhelming advantages in technology and firepower, manpower, money, transportation, supply networks, surveillance, tools, as well as everything else, would be so lopsided as to make the military buzzword asymmetric. It would make it a grim joke. Think instead of, (laughs) this is a great analogy, Bambi versus Godzilla. He goes on to cite the point I just made, and it's really, that's the one I've always hung my hat on. To fight a civil war... You have to organize, but organizing is all but impossible for those who genuinely dream of taking on the state. The U.S. government is incompetent at many, if not most, of its assigned responsibilities, but it's quite good at keeping tabs on any hint of quote-unquote right-wing insurrectionary impulses. That task is made much easier by the fact that there is so little and such, uh, of such activity to monitor. So little, in fact, that the feds increasingly feel compelled to incite it. Continuing, that it would be hard to hide a mass movement of people gearing up to fight a civil war. Do you see one anywhere? I don't, says Anton. If there were one, don't you think the feds would be all over it? Yeah, I think so. They're so, well, he makes this point as well. Of course they would. And don't you think this the regime media would be blaring it out 24-7? Again, of course, he says. It's a classic case of the dog not barking. Silence is confirmation that nothing's happening. And he goes on, and he's a lot more poetic than I am when he says it, but he, he talks about how the FBI and those that are in charge, th- there's so much nothing going on that they go out of their way to make something. Citing January 6th and... Uh, And and others, you know, you talk Gretchen Whitmer, you've got all sorts of cases where the government is hanging people out to dry because they're painting them as these insurrectionists. And, of course, some of our gullible fellow Americans on the left, they believe this because it's all an information war. It's all a psychological operation. And that's ultimately the title of this piece that he wrote, The Civil War PSYOP, Psychological Operations Can Have Many Objectives demoralization being the most common. But they can also be used to create opportunities that otherwise might not exist or present themselves. Now this, to me, it reminds me of, of stuff that we, we've known about, right? We were warned about this in 1984. We, we knew that this could actually come to pass, but I think so many people think, you know, you read Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand, you, you read 1984, and you think, that can't be it can't really be that bad i think it can be and i think that's why we are where we are today and that's why biden's doing everything he can to take a victory lap for one decent month's jobs report (laughs) or you know he's been teasing putin for months upon end and putin hasn't taken the bait. so he says you know what i'll go blow up somebody in the middle east and he couldn't even do that right because the guy blew himself up I mean, it's just ridiculous what's happening. Biden's doing anything he can to turn this thing around quick. So nobody's looking at inflation. So nobody's looking at what he's actually doing or the lack thereof of what, what's actually happening. And let's not even get started on the vice president, Kim Harris, how bad she is. She's horrible. But all of this stuff to me leads down to the information war. And there's an information war. And we were warned about this by the birthday boy, right? Ronald Reagan, Ronaldus Magnus. He said this, and he visited Moscow, and I don't have the sheet in front of me. What year was that, Rich? I th- it, 1980, 80. I think he visited Moscow University, and he gave this wonderful speech. But we cut a clip up because, A, to honor President Ronald Reagan, Ronald Wilson Reagan. Um, he was the president when I was born, and I remember seeing him all over the TV, and my parents were both fans of Reagan. And he, he's been spot on until Trump came around with his messaging and his action. So I want you to listen to Ronald Reagan at Moscow University, check this out.
3: I want to talk not just of the realities of today, but of the possibilities of tomorrow. Standing here before a mural of your revolution, I want to talk about a very different revolution that is taking place right now. Quietly sweeping the globe without bloodshed or conflict. Its effects are peaceful but they will fundamentally alter our world, shatter old assumptions and reshape our lives. It's easy to underestimate because it's not accompanied by banners or fanfare. It's been called the technological or information revolution. And as its emblem, one might take the tiny silicon chip, no bigger than a fingerprint. One of these chips has more computing power than a roomful of old-style computers. As part of an exchange program, we now have an exhibition touring your country that shows how information technology is transforming our lives. Replacing manual labor with robots, forecasting weather for farmers, or mapping the genetic code of DNA for medical researchers. These microcomputers today aid the design of everything from houses to cars to spacecraft. They even design better and faster computers. They can translate English into Russian, or enable the blind to read, or help Michael Jackson produce on one synthesizer the sounds of a whole orchestra. Linked by a network of satellites and fiber optic cables, one individual with a desktop computer and a telephone commands resources unavailable to the largest governments just a few years ago. Like a chrysalis, we're emerging from the economy of the Industrial Revolution, an economy confined to and limited by the Earth's physical resources into, as one economist titled his book, The Economy in Mind, in which there are no bounds on human imagination. And the freedom to create is the most precious natural resource. Think of that little computer chip. Its value isn't in the sand from which it is made, but in the microscopic architecture designed into it by ingenious human minds. Or take the example of the satellite relaying this broadcast around the world which replaces thousands of tons of copper mined from the earth and molded into wire. In the new economy, human invention increasingly makes physical resources obsolete. We're breaking through the material conditions of existence to a world where man creates his own destiny. Even as we explore the most advanced reaches of science, we're returning to the age-old wisdom of our culture. A wisdom contained in the book of the Genesis in the Bible. In the beginning was the Spirit, and it was from this Spirit that the material abundance of creation issued forth. But progress is not foreordained. The key is freedom, freedom of thought, freedom of information, freedom of communication.
2: It's that freedom that Reagan's talking about that's going to continue to guide us in this information revolution, and he nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. We had an industrial revolution, and now we're in this information revolution, and there's a war afoot. We're in the midst of it. This is the part where I think we really have to, you, you look back, and you look at some of uh, the scholarly writings of uh one of my favorite modern day philosophers, the great one, Mark Levin, and you look at uh, liberty and tyranny as as a primer. But if you move on and you look at unfreedom in the press and you see, wow, how the press has really morphed and become the leader of this information war, as Denaldus Magnus El Trombito, the 45th president of these United States, has dubbed them the enemy of the people. They're leading this charge. And we're going to get into what's going on with the media because they've they've been a mess these last few days, right, with... With Jeff Zucker and all that fun stuff. So we're going to get into that. But it's that spirit that he talked about, that American spirit that can't be broken, that ought not be broken, that you and me have to fight for to adapt to the times to make sure that we get through this new revolution, this information revolution. So we're going to get into that and a whole bunch of other stuff. Plus, Eric Garcetti. In hour number three, we're going to talk about how, yes, he did selfie, but he did not inhale. And in hour number two, a little bit of uh, AOC, some Putin stuff, and a couple of other things we got with Biden in New York City. So don't move a muscle. Keep it locked right there. This is the best three hours in talk radio. So turn up the volume. Put your feet up. Don't change the channel because we're coming right back. I'm Rich Valdez sitting in for the great one. Mark
1: lovin'.
0: My friends, I know you love freedom and want to defend it. And I know you love the Constitution. Well, so do I. And it's the same with Hillsdale College, the best liberal arts college in America. Hillsdale's mission is pursuing truth and defending liberty. It gives its undergraduate and graduate students the best education, and it is working to make this education available to all. But today, I want to tell you about Hillsdale's free monthly speech digest of liberty, it's called In Primus. Over six million households and businesses receive In Primus for free every month, and you can join them by subscribing at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who love freedom make it possible for Hillsdale to send In Primus to you for free. In Primus is one of my favorite publications. It's short, smart, useful, and fun. Start receiving your own free copy of this great digest of liberty. Visit Levin for Hillsdale.com. That's L E V I N for Hillsdale.com. Levin for Hillsdale.com.
2: Welcome back, America. Rich Valdez filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, Eight seven seven three eight one 381 What is it that Mark likes to say? Live and national. So we're here and uh, hoping to speak with you guys. Now, uh, I wanted to give a quick shout-out to El Rushbo, right? El Rushbo, Rush Limbaugh. It was two years ago today that he received the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And that is a uh, fantastic accolade for El Rushbo in regards to so many of the things that he did. And I know a couple of days ago was, I believe, the anniversary of his final uh, on-air episode Uh, before later this month we would celebrate that anniversary or commemorate. I always do that, forgive me. Whenever we're talking about, I talk about my parents' passing and whatnot, I always confuse celebrate and commemorate, so uh, my bad. But he was a, a giant in this movement, and not to be forgotten in any way. I was on Twitter, and yep, guilty as charged, I was on Twitter, and I saw a tweet from David Limbaugh, his brother, great guy, Brother Dave, as I like to call him. And he wrote, what people need to understand is that the left's hatred for rush was because it was not because of who he was but because he galvanized conservatives the real enemy to them their assault on him is their contempt for you that also explains much if not all of the hatred they have for trump it's really hatred for you So we're going to get into how much they hate us, how the media is involved, what's going on with Putin, Russia, and all that stuff. On the other side, I am Rich Valdez filling in for the great one, Mark Levin.
0: My friends, I know you love freedom and want to defend it. And I know you love the Constitution. Well, so do I. And it's the same with Hillsdale College, the best liberal arts college in America. Hillsdale's mission is pursuing truth and defending liberty. It gives its undergraduate and graduate students the best education, and it is working to make this education available to all. But today, I want to tell you about Hillsdale's free monthly speech digest of liberty. It's called Primus. Over 6 million households and businesses receive Primus for free every month, and you can join them by subscribing at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who love freedom make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for free. And Primus is one of my favorite publications. It's short, smart, useful, and fun. Start receiving your own free copy of this great digest of liberty. Visit LevinforHillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. LevinforHillsdale.com. Levin,
4: tough as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin, and I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. Call in now, 877-381-3811.
2: All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media, at Rich Valdez with an S, the way God intended. Now, I want to talk about... What's going on? Who are the culprits here? Is it is it just the media? Of course not. There's a lot of people here. We've got a lot of enemies in this country. But the, the media, they've said so many crazy things over the years. And we're going to get into a montage of that. But I want to start off with Brian Stelter. Because he's saying that Cuomo's trying to burn the place down. Now, this doesn't surprise me because... Certain New York politicians are kind of like Jersey politicians. A Jersey Democrat is really like a Chicago gangster from, you know, like an Al Capone type of gangster, uh, lamentably. But that's how it is. You know, like a Nancy Pelosi, uh, for example. And I know she's from San Francisco today, but she's got her roots. And Stelter says that Cuomo's trying to burn the whole place down. Now, this is, you know, a little bit of a civil war in the CNN camp, but it doesn't mean that cnn's not guilty as charged but i want you to listen to brian stelter check this out
5: cuomo was fired in december and he is not going out quietly he was fired and there were reports that he wasn't going to get paid the millions of dollars that were going to be on the remainder of his contract so as a source uh, said to me earlier today he was trying to burn the place down he was going to court trying to burn the place down and claiming that he had incriminating information about zucker and gullist so if that's the case if this is a domino effect that begins with Andrew Cuomo going down the governor's office, and then Chris Cuomo being fired from CNN, and then Jeff Zucker losing his job at CNN. That is a remarkable domino effect, a chain of events. I think that is part of the story.
2: There's always more to the story than Brian Stelter is sharing. And I have to say, and I haven't rehearsed this, so you know, forgive me for trying new stuff on the air, but I really think that Brian Stelter somehow, in some way, sounds like a Mickey Mouse impersonator kind of like welcome welcome to the magic kingdom i'm brian i don't know i'm gonna keep working on that i think i'm on to something brian the mouse i don't know you guys help me out with a nickname but i want to talk about this because the media has really really played a role and it's not the first time the media has been in in this mess from the beginning and what i mean is We talked about civil war, and again, I'm going to let that theme go eventually, but I I keep bringing it up because to me it's so important that we realize they're the ones that are truly moving the needle on this, right? It was Tiffany Cross just recently on MSNBC and her guest, um, Jasmine Crockett, I believe, that were making these very, very... um, heavy-handed comments now you're gonna say yeah but but you know the critics they'll say rich but Donald Trump called for we're gonna fight we're gonna fight like hell and we'll play that one too but I think as I play this for you you're gonna see the difference this wasn't anything like the other situation but what defines their movement right their tool is the information revolution but their motivation is hate and if we oversimplify in life You can find lots of things that motivate you. But if you really want to boil it down, bring it down to brass tacks, you're either operating in love or you're operating in hate. Now, some people might say they're neutral. I disagree. And I think they reveal it right here. Check this out. And I think
6: that black women will continue to fight for our democracy. And that's exactly what I plan to do. I don't plan to give up. You know, I know that I wouldn't be here, but for those that fought before me. And so I'm going to continue this fight. We can't let up. If we say we've been defeated, then they have won. But this is a a war. This isn't a battle. And we absolutely will win this war. It is a war. It is indeed a war. And I have to say, they have won some battles, Jasmine, but we we have to keep our eye uh, on the war and and everybody needs to pick up a weapon and and get involved because this is uh, for the the safety and and lasting uh, of the country.
2: For the safety and the lasting of our country, you must pick up a weapon. (laughs) You must pick up a weapon and stop to talk radio people, to stop the people that are not from CNN and MSNBC. I mean, I just, I find this stuff laughable. But... This isn't the first time, right? What, three, four years ago, Eric Holder, former attorney general to Barack Obama, he said, you know, Michelle Obama always says, when they go low, we go high. Well, you know what? Rather than me recount the story, listen to this.
7: But Michelle says that, you know, when they go low, we go high. No.
2: No. When
7: they go low, we kick them. Right?
8: That's what this new Democratic Party is
5: about. We're we're proud as hell to
0: be Democrats. We're willing to
5: fight for the ideals of the Democratic Party. We're proud of our history.
2: So you make the decision here. Are they motivated by love for the love of their country? Or are they motivated by hate? When they go low, we kick them. (laughs) I, I can't help but laugh at these people because they're so obvious. But I try to point it out because there's a pattern. There's a pattern. And again, I know I'm preaching to the choir and using a couple of old clips to make the case. But that's exactly what it does. It shows a history where they've been motivated by hate and they use misinformation, even in some cases, disinformation, straight up lies to get their way. They'll say that Donald Trump, El Trumpito Donaldus Magnus, the 45th president of these United States. They'll say that when he said we had to fight like hell that it's no different than what she said. Now, she said we've got to fight like hell. I, I wouldn't mind anybody saying we've got to fight like hell as long as, you know, you make some sort of uh, caveat there, clarifying, you know, saying we've got to fight like hell. This is a cultural revolution. You've got to fight like hell. It's an information war. You've got to fight like hell. Nonviolent, of course. But no, she says pick up a weapon and get in the game. But you've got Trump that says fight like hell. Then he says, hey, you've got to go peacefully, peacefully and patriotically. But listen to this.
4: Our brightest days are before us. Our greatest achievements still wait. I think one of our great achievements will be election security, because nobody until I came along had any idea how corrupt our elections were. And again, most people would stand there at nine o'clock in the evening and say, I want to thank you very much. And they go off to some other life. But I said, something's wrong here. Something's really wrong. Can't have happened. And we fight. We fight like hell. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore.
2: He's 100% right, El Trompito. If we don't fight like hell, we won't have a, tr- a country anymore. A country, excuse me. So now, to be uh, fair-minded, I say, okay, so did Donald Trump just say exactly what Tiffany Cross said? I personally don't think so, and I don't think it's because of my pro-Trump biases, my conservative biases. No, I think it's honestly because... He clarifies what he's saying. He goes on to say that we've got to be peaceful and patriotic. That's the important part, that this stuff is clear. But listen to Trump again.
4: We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated, lawfully slated. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building. To peacefully and patriotically make your voices
3: heard.
2: How clear, how clear, peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. I mean, it doesn't get clearer than that. Anyway, I want to hear from you guys on this because I believe that, A, the media is really leading the charge on this. And, B, that they're full of it. But you let me know what you think. 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811, if you're a living, you want to argue with me. Now, let's go to uh, Kevin, Clinton County, Pennsylvania. What's going on? You're on with Rich Valdez. Hi, I'm kind of backing up
9: your uh, 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 conversation a little bit, but I, I heard you talking about, um, you know, you were saying 1984 by George Orloan, Atlas Shrugged, Ian ran. You know, you read those books, and you think that could never happen. And I remember reading uh, 1984, before 1984, back when I was in high school, and it was chilling, but what we have now is far worse. And and the reason is because uh, in 1984, the people knew that the government was watching them. They were, in the book, they talk about the telescreens, and, and the people knew they were being observed. Now, most of Americans, I don't believe realize that the government is tracking, you know, and not just government. I mean, uh, big tech and um, and these different companies are following, you know, every search they do, every purchase they buy, and um, I, I think that's uh, a problem.
2: Well, yeah, and I think... You know, you say it's worse, but I think it gets it still gets worse from here. And the reason I think that it still gets worse from here is because we still don't have exactly everything that was described in 1984. And I don't mean everything, but I mean these, you know, like they have in China, for example, you know, this this system where if you want to fly somewhere, you have to use your social credit score in order to get somewhere. And if you don't fit into the norm. You know, something that they would love to have here. I'm sure the left would totally embrace that. They'd say, oh, you know what? This guy has a few dings on Facebook for sharing stuff that included COVID-19 information. So, you know, that guy may not be able to fly to this because we don't know if we could trust him. Oh, that guy mentioned something about irregularities in election. Oh, that guy, you know, he said something that was pro, obviously, somebody that we don't like. That's a very, very bad, evil person. And we don't have that yet. It's happening silently. It's happening behind the scenes. It's happening in, in corporate boardrooms. But it's not in your face. There's not a uh, literally a red dot on you just yet. But that's to come if we don't do something to stunt the growth of this disgusting movement. So I think, uh, yeah, you raise a great point. That stuff was far-fetched back in the days, and here we are staring down the barrel of it. But one thing I can tell you is I- I'm not the guy that believes that we're foregone. It's not a foregone conclusion that America will be no more. It is a foregone conclusion That, like Reagan said earlier, we've got to do this. And like Trump said right after that, we've got to fight like hell to make sure we keep our country. And unlike Tiffany Cross, we don't need to pick up a weapon to do it because it's an information war. It's an information revolution. And he who's got the information is king. So I look at who's leading the charge here. Trump. Truth, social, Making a headway with, with the video platforms and social media platforms and others that are following suit with that. That is the future because that's the new battlefield. And that's where we need to be and that's where we need to support and that's where we need to fight and train ourselves and train our children. Schools, lawyers, right? Teachers and lawyers. Everybody should raise their kids to be teachers and lawyers for the next 20 years so we could try to fight this fight. And I know, not easy. But those are my two cents. Thank you for your call. I appreciate it. More to come straight ahead. Rich Valdez filling in for the great one.
1: My
0: friends, I know you love freedom and want to defend it. And I know you love the Constitution. Well, so do I. And it's the same with Hillsdale College, the best liberal arts college in America. Hillsdale's mission is pursuing truth and defending liberty. It gives its undergraduate and graduate students the best education, and it is working to make this education available to all. But today, I want to tell you about Hillsdale's free monthly speech digest of liberty. It's called In Primus. Over 6 million households and businesses receive In Primus for free every month, and you can join them by subscribing at LevinForHillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who love freedom make it possible for Hillsdale to send In Primus to you for free. And Primus is one of my favorite publications. It's short, smart, useful, and fun. Start receiving your own free copy of this great digest of liberty. Visit LevinforHillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. LevinforHillsdale.com.
2: America welcome back Rich Valdez Valdez with an S at Rich Valdez on all of the social media filling in for the great one Mark Levin our phone number is 877-381-3811 and I wonder would former President Barack Hussein Obama would he talk about Tiffany Cross's statements as um you know you know he used to say oh let me be clear Uh, Just a bunch of uh, Bible clingers, clinging to their guns, clinging to their Bibles. I don't do a great Obama, but I'm working on it. But would that be the case? Would he say that she's just another progressive clinging to her rhetoric? I don't know. But let's check in with the people. Let's see what we got here. We got, whoa, we got Jane. We've got Al. We've got Rita, Arizona. And we've got John. Let's go to Rita. She's been holding the longest. Rita, what's going on? You're on with Rich Valdez.
6: Hello sir, thank you for taking the call. Um I'd just like I have a gift. It's also a curse, but I have 100% accuracy in predicting
2: world events. So oh, you are a fortune teller. Fascinating. Wow. You know, in talk radio, oftentimes people want me to be a fortune teller. And it's fascinating because people are like, "Well, how do you think this is going to end up?" And I'm thinking, you know, okay, there's one thing to do punditry. Another thing to be an actual fortune teller. Now, I don't know if you're like a medium, uh, if you're, you know, if I have to go to you and kind of give you clues and do some talking with you. Um, Are you a medium? Are you like a psychic medium? No, I'm called oppression. It's called oppression. P-R-E-S-P-I-E-N-T. Yeah, sure. Lots of us can be prescient at different times. And this gift, have you had it always or do you actually have a crystal ball? I've had it. No, I've had it since I was a small child,
6: but from massacres...
2: But do you have a crystal ball? I don't, and I don't support that, but what I'm saying regarding the election and... Well, I'm not talking about the election. Right now I'm talking about crystal balls. Because I've never really met anybody that actually had a gift to be a fortune teller, so this is a first for me. And the next time I'm in Arizona, big shout-out to Turning Point and my guy Tyler and uh, Charlie and everybody over there, I will stop by and, and get my palm read by you. But until then, I'm going to move on. I'm going to go to uh, Glenn. Let's see what's going on with Glenn. You're in Wilsonville, Oregon. Glenn, you're on with Rich Valdez. How you doing? Wonderful, hi, thanks. Hi, Good morning. Uh, yeah, I was just saying, I think, I think people... Excuse me. Can you hear me? I hear you. Great. So does America. Go for I... it. Okay. All right, Glenn.
9: So what I wanted to say was, is uh, if you if you look up the definition of treason, it's giving material help to people from other countries, and uh, that's committing treason against your country, right?
2: Well, it has to be during a time of war, in some sort of declared war. I think right now the only war we have is on COVID. But uh, I get your point. These are definitely people that are acting seditiously, for sure. What's your point specifically?
9: Well, that, that was my point. I, I but didn't I'm what, saying, what are you to talking about. More. I thought if you were bringing people into the. Well, I'm talking about the millions of people. I, I, I hear people flying in Oregon every night in aircraft, and I know what's on those aircraft. And to what me, is on the aircraft? Glenn? Because nobody know.
2: that's on the phone knows what you're talking about.
9: Well, we kind of know that they're, they're flying illegals all over the country. This is a blue state, and I, I'm uh, I was going to sure. ask you if
2: you were using Rita's crystal ball, and you'd gotten your palm read by Rita to figure this out, but thank you. You're right. This is an issue. This is an issue that we've seen in New York City. It's an issue that we've seen in a few places, uh, not New York City, but Westchester, where uh, I've had an underground bunker before, and uh, it's it's a shame. It's a real shame to, to see what's going on, and you're right. This is the government of the United States undermining we, the people. And you're 100% right, and I do appreciate that. I want to get to John before we go. Let's go to John in Staten Island, New York. Hey, John, what's up, brother?
9: Hey, ready. My point being, uh, I'm listening to the, the left wants a war, because they're the one's mentioning it. But one thing, what communism fell down on the uh, side of, uh, you know, when Poland did a that like did a you know solidarity movement? There was no there was no guns. It was all peaceful. It's locking out. It's time to stand in front of these politicians because if you got the mainstream media not asking the questions, we need the people, you know, peacefully and uh, ask them when they got a chance. Like you know, when Schumer's down in the middle of the street or something, <laughs> ask right. them what's going on because if we get the truth out, that will help.
2: I think you're 100% right. And I can tell just by how astute that you are speaking that you don't have a crystal ball, but it's because you're a New Yorker and you've got some common sense, John, that you see the writing on the wall. And you realize if you go to Astoria, you got a bunch of whack jobs for the most part, right? They're like AOC, AOC, all out crazy. And if you go to Staten Island, you got the MAGA movement. So thank you. God bless you, a patriot. More to come straight ahead. Rich Valdez in for the great What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, Mr. Call Screener from the Mark Levin Show, and I am filling in for the great one tonight. He's doing fantastic. He'll be back on Monday, and we're going to talk about Putin. We're going to talk about New York City, Joe El Baboso Biden and all the things that are happening. Plus, in hour number three, I'm going to get to Eric Garcetti, the uh, mayor of Los Angeles who says, yes, he did selfie, but he did not inhale. We're going to get to that. And I want to start off with Joe El Baboso, Biden's visit to New York City. Now, New York City, that's where I'm from. I started my talk radio career in New York City. And I am the host of This Is America with Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. And I hope that you'll check out the podcast, download, subscribe, all that stuff. Just click that little check mark so that you never miss an episode. You can get it on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're at it, If you're not getting The Great Ones uh, podcast, make sure you subscribe to that, too. Speaking of The Great One, he's got a brand new Life, Liberty, and Levin this weekend with John McLaughlin, OG pollster. He was a pollster to President Trump. He's been on This Is America before. He's been on The Mark Levin Show a bunch of times. And he's going to be sitting with Mark for part of the uh, program. And for the rest of the hour, he's got uh, Congressman Jim Jordan. So don't miss that this Sunday on the Fox News channel. Now... New York City, Nueva York. I was born in Brooklyn, so I'm always partial to New York City. I'm in Jersey now. Hudson County was where I uh, grew up as a teenager after l- moving from Brooklyn, and that's where I learned about political corruption. It was very normalized, so you had to I had to kind of get into adulthood to realize it. But New York City now is, you know, robando el show, right? It's 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 taking the show here because things are so out of control in New York. So Joe Biden now. Let's rewind just a little bit. Sound effect. We rewind a little bit. And we remember, who remembers? Raise your hand, but don't take your hands off the wheel. Remembers when Eric Adams, candidate Eric Adams, but presumed, you know, coronated king, mayor of New York, went to the White House. And Biden said, Uh, we're going to give you, we're going to give you federal money for police in New York City. And he said, no, 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 Joe El Baboso Biden. I don't need that. No senor, I don't need any money for police in New York. Now, here we are, two dead heroic cops later in New York City. More shootings across the country. Other killings in New York City. It's a damn disgrace. So now what do they do? They switch roles. Okay, no problem. Now I'll come visit you. Hey, Eric, it's Joe. I got hairy legs. I voted for you, Joe. I'm the Biden of Brooklyn. Oh, all right, then you're black. Because if if you didn't vote for me, then you ain't black. Right? So hey, they make an arrangement. Now he's here. Oh yeah. So Joe Edmabo so Biden decides he's gonna come to New York City where he was yesterday. And they're gonna talk about funding the cops because the problem's a money problem. That's funny because I seem to remember AOC all out crazy, our least favorite congresswoman from the Bronx and Queens. I remember that she was not very interested in funding the cops. I remember that so many of her friends on the progressive left, the pro-crime left and the pro-crime DAs, everybody was saying, well, you know, we got to stop this. We got to empty out Rikers Island. We got to do all of this stuff. Rikers Island is a floating prison barge in New Jersey, in, 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 in the Bronx. Unbelievable. So now Biden decides, you yeah, I'm going to lock down traffic. I'm going to come in with my motorcade. And here's what he had to say. Listen to this.
10: Congress needs to do its job to pass the budget. Every one of these folks here and from Congress are all supportive. But, you know, it's time to fund communities, community police, and the people who are going to protect them. Look, as I said, we're, we're not about defunding. We're about funding and providing the additional services
2: you need beyond someone with a gun strapped to their shoulder to, to their hip stand by this guy with his hip this I, I have to take this one apart a little bit all right because he he he's talking about how you know we, we need more social workers someone with a gun strapped to their hip i mean how tone deaf can you be all right now i really want to talk about this because i've got brothers And some of my brothers served in the NYPD and they're retired now and they're alive. But they've been shot at. And one of my brothers was actually attacked, like they tried to get him, like him personally, the bad guys. So when I hear a story about young cops going down, young cops that to to steal a page from the left's playbook that are brown like me, and I think, wow, where's the outrage? Where's the outrage when you kill Hispanic cops? Now, listen, I'm not advocating that we have more outrage over a Hispanic cop versus a black cop versus a white cop, because I think we're all American and we all bleed red, white, and blue. And these guys are cops nonetheless. But Biden is so tone deaf. He doesn't get the fact that you're calling for giving money for social workers when you had a guy that was out of his mind, a mental health case, that gunned down two cops ambush style. Where's he at? Where's Jen back Pasaki, Silent P? Is nobody pulling him to the side? Where's uh, Dr. Jill saying, okay, honey, come in the room. we rush you off the podium. Because clearly, he doesn't understand what's going on. Go ahead.
10: we social workers. We need more mental health workers. We need more people who, when you're called on these scenes and someone's about to jump off a roof, it's not just someone standing there with a... Excuse me, hold
2: on. So, sir... Sir, with all due respect, Joel Baboso Biden, el señor, the current presidente, I have to say, did we not just have a, a burial 48 hours ago and, and a few days back for the other officer, Rivera? Did we not have a mental nut job person? That was a mental health case. And he had a gun. He wasn't jumping off a building, sir. How many people are jumping off buildings in New York City? I know it happens. I'm not trying to trivialize it. But that's not killing cops. Unbelievable. Go ahead.
10: It's someone who also knows how to talk to people. Talk them down. We can't expect you to do every single solitary thing that needs to be done to keep a community safe. It's time to fund community policing to protect and serve the
2: community. You know, I'm done with him. I'm done with him. I think I've said everything that I could say about Joe Elbabo so Biden, at least for the next two or three minutes. But New Yorkers had plenty to say, right? New Yorkers felt that this was just not right. They've had something to say about Biden and they told it to Fox News Digital. I want you to hear this. Check it out.
8: I think the president can help uh, Like uh, some funding from federal
11: government To help the city You know, the fight of gun violence I think it's a total waste He's going to do absolutely nothing To help New York City
12: If the president can play the middle role But if he plays on the side of the left And keeps talking about the whole defunding agenda It's not going to happen
7: Political
11: It's all political That's why he's coming for no other reason. And to give Mayor Adams support,
0: I guess. Every president, there's a lot of, um, they sell dreams. Let's see what happens. You know, I listened to that clip,
2: and you got one guy that's your basic independent, right, at the end there. He says, yeah, every president, they sell dreams, you know. Crook A or Crook B. The red team, the blue team. they, they Neither of them are looking out for me. All right, I get that guy. Then you got the other lady. He's a disgrace. He's not doing it. And you get the first lady who had that uh, Eastern European accent. She said, it doesn't matter. We need more money for the, for the police, more funding for the mental health. Right? The, the, the first lady. Now, I'm not making fun of anybody from Eastern Europe. I'm just adding dramatic effect because that's kind of how I do radio. Now, when I look at a situation like that and I think, that's funny because Biden said, we'll give you more money. And Adam said, no, 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 we good, bro. So, excuse me. I mean, which is the story? Now he's saying we got to get guys, not guys with guns on their hips and on their shoulders, but we need mental health workers, right? Because when these cops are getting shot, and I'm not trying to trivialize them or use their legacy or their memory in vain in any way. I respect them. I respect their families and my prayers and nothing but respect to them. But I think it's a damn shame when you have the president of the United States in New York City when we just suffered this tragedy, and he's saying things like, you know, now listen, you know, when, when you got five 5-0 O and 5-0's taking heat from the bad guys, shots fired. Quick, get me a shrink. Somebody call Dr. Phil. That's not what's happening. And for Biden to suggest that is absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. It makes me think very much like Charlemagne the God, who I don't always agree with, but seems to be calling him the way he sees him. When he says, where's Trump in all of this? Listen to this. I'm hearing it. I'm listening to people yes. be like, "Man, where's Trump?"
8: They feel like they would rather get it raw. Yeah. Like you know what? At yeah. least we know what that yeah. is. Because it's gassing us he up, lying to on. us, promising nah. didn't yeah. deliver. Nah, like like up, I cannot wait to see. And I'm already watching it. And I'm watching Democrats start the campaign. They're already like Hillary. You gotta go out there and vote. Like democracy. Depends on it. I'm like, when y'all gonna start governing like democracy depends on it. Yeah.
2: Talks on. No, for real. Like, stop, stop telling me that the death of democracy is upon us, but you're not governing like it is. Yeah. Now, he's 100% right. He's calling it out the way he sees it. It's kind of what I do. Because I think it's, it's critically important for everybody to say, look, you know what? The Democrat Party has sold out black Americans, which is a big part of their base. They've sold out Hispanic Americans. Joe Ed Baboso Biden has jumped ship. He's abandoned so much of what blue-collar Democrats once stood for. And they're calling him out. And they're saying, you know what? Enough is enough. Ya basta. Hasta aquí llegamos, to my dad would say. Up to here. That's where we go. Anyway, don't move a muscle. Keep it locked. Right there I am, Rich Valdez, sitting in for the great one, Mark Levin. Mark Levin. Mark
1: Levin.
0: Inflation under our current administration is at 40-year highs. Everything's more expensive, cars, gas, groceries, housing, cost of living increases, are bankrupting Americans, which is why you need to find areas in your life where you can actually save money. And your wireless bill is one of them. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile all overcharge you for the same service you could be getting from Pure Talk at a fraction of the cost. That's why I'm a customer and why you should be one, too. And listen to this. The more lines you have, the more you save. Right now, you can get four lines, talk, text, and data for just 64 bucks. That's not per line. That's total, which is how the average family is saving over $800 a year. Find out how much you can save. So do this. Go to puretalk.com. Find the plan that's right for you. Find the phone that's right for you. Or just bring your own. Then, this month only, enter promo code Levin Podcast, and you'll save an additional 25% off your first three months. That's puretalk.com, promo code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, podcast. Welcome
2: back, America. Rich Valdez filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. And uh, our phone number, 877-381-3811. If you're a lib and you want to rip me a new one, 877-381-3811. And we were talking about what's going on in New York City. And I want to tell you, I got a brand-new bumper sticker just pushed out the bubbles. It's on my bumper, emblazoned on my truck. And it says, don't blame me. I voted for Curtis Slewa. And that's what we're Paying the price of right now. So big shout out to uh, Curtis Lewin And happy 43rd anniversary to the Guardian Angels. But we left off with Charlemagne the God. Right? Radio host here in New York. And speaking of radio, now we're going tangential. This is the ADD kicking in. But a few days ago, and I put this on my social media, at Rich Valdez with an A few days ago. There's a big Spanish station in New York City. Music station. You know, salsa, merengue, reggaeton, that type of thing. I listen to that to keep my mind right, you know, because I, I, it consumes so much political talk and i was listening and you know i listen again for the songs and the humor and the jokes it's a, it's always a good show and they're talking about coming up next we've got the leader of blm and two re- retired nypd detectives and they're having this spanglish bilingual english spanish debate between bl and i was floored some of the best radio i've heard in years yes the board op did not know where the dump button was and so nothing was bleeped, F-bombs everywhere. I mean, the FCC must have had a field day if they were awake that day. But I'll tell you this, great programming. They probably played one song per segment and really allowed this thing to go in. And, and they went in. And, you know, of course, you know, they kind of started with, hey, look, we're talking about the, the murder of, of these officers who happened to be uh, Hispanic. And it's a Spanish station, so it was a big deal. And BLM Hawk, uh, it was a Hawk. What's his name? Hawk Newsom. He starts with, "Well, let's let's talk about what the police are doing." And I'm thinking, "Hold on a second, sir. <laughs> How about we talk about what what just happened? Because you're here to talk about the issues, not necessarily blame the cops, right? It wasn't the cops that decided to go there and kill this guy. It was the guy that decided to kill the cops when they were just doing their jobs. And I'm not going to belabor this point, but." I found it interesting that it seemed like the majority of the callers that were calling in and the social media comments that all the Hispanics that were tuned into this, um, they were pro-police. They weren't like the pro-crime DA that you have in New York City, the ones that AOC all-out crazy, our least favorite congresswoman from the Bronx and Queens type of DA. It wasn't that way, and it makes me think they're losing it. Right. The left is losing their grip, what they once had. You got Charlemagne saying, you know, Biden tells him, well, if you don't know if you're voting for me or you're Trump, then you ain't black. And then he comes and says, "Hey, how about you, you guys start governing like democracy depends on and stop with this hyperbole. He's not a dumb man. It's a a successful man. It's a smart man. And they take him and everybody else like me, that's brown, like him, that's black, anybody else that's white. They take everybody for a sucker because the politicians think they know better than everybody. But yet, I can think of one politician, because he wasn't really a politician, he was a businessman. Donaldus Magnus El Trompito, the 45th president of these United States. He didn't want to abandon people. He actually, in my opinion, he says to me, I, I saw him take these actions to bring people together. Look at a Trump rally, for example. Blacks, cops, Native Americans, South Asians. I mean, you name it, just all sorts of races. It's like the United Nations had a Trump rally. So it comes as no surprise that I'm looking at Newsweek a little while ago, a few hours ago. And uh, headline, Trump touts great relationship with Hispanic voters as they sour on Biden. This is from today, like I said, a couple hours ago. Ahead of the 2022 midterm elections, Donald Trump is touting his great, rela- great relationship. It's in quotes. So if it's in quotes, I'm doing it in my, uh, in my Trump impression. Appearing Thursday on Senator Rick Scott's podcast, I wonder how Rick Scott does. When I look at my podcast rankings, I don't see the Rick Scott podcast. I'm just saying. But uh, maybe I'll check it out. The former president said it's a whole different Republican Party now. It's a whole different Republican Party now because of the support from this demographic. Trump's comment comes as President Joe Biden is losing support amongst the, the, that particular voting block. A recent Quinnipiac a uh, poll says 28% of Hispanic voters approve of the job that Joe Biden is doing as president, and that's down from uh, it's a 13% decrease rather from just a few months ago. Going on, they're incredible people, energetic. That's what Trump told Scott. They've got uh, tremendous. They've got tremendous entrepreneurial skill. If you look at a small business throughout the country, we have a lot of Hispanics. They like me, and I like them. And what can be said? Of course, right? He's talking about the bodegueros and so many other entrepreneurial people because that's a big part of the culture. And and the point here, I'm not going to read the whole article, but the point is right here 61% of Hispanic voters polled by Quinnipiac said that they disapprove of Biden's job on the economy. So Biden's not doing great. Now, I don't have to tell you that. I'm preaching to the choir. You guys know that. But it's interesting now that stronghold that Democrats once enjoyed and they entrusted joel baboso biden with their eighty and ninety percent hold on blacks and hispanics now what happened Fayadung, they failed he's losing ground and we have to gain where he's losing anyway straight ahead more to come we're talking about putin we're talking about good old garcetti and so much more don't move a muscle i am rich valdez valdez with an s mark levin
0: Inflation under our current administration is at 40-year highs. Everything's more expensive, cars, gas, groceries, housing, cost of living increases, are bankrupting Americans, which is why you need to find areas in your life where you can actually save money. And your wireless bill is one of them. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile all overcharge you for the same service you could be getting from Pure Talk at a fraction of the cost. That's why I'm a customer and why you should be one too. And listen to this. The more lines you have, the more you save. Right now, you can get four lines, talk, text, and data for just 64 bucks. That's not per line. That's total, which is how the average family is saving over $800 a year. Find out how much you can save. So do this. Go to puretalk.com. Find the plan that's right for you. Find the phone that's right for you. Or just bring your own. Then this month only, enter promo code Levin Podcast, and you'll save an additional 25% off your first three months. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N, podcast.
1: Mark Levin, the cure for the common liberal. Talk to Mark now at 877 381
2: 3811. Welcome back, America. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, tonight. And the phone number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. And so Biden, we've talked about, he's abandoned the police, he's abandoned New York City, he has abandoned the Hispanics, he's abandoned African Americans, and now he's abandoning school kids and teachers. Parents are fed up with the horrible treatment that they're getting. I'm looking at an article, came out a little while ago, by Vanessa Serna, Epic Times, and says, Some California parents are either fighting or fleeing the state after uncovering sexually explicit sex education for children, including how to use sex toys, masturbate, and perform oral sex. I'm not ad libbing. This is a quote from this article. This is what's happening in California. And it doesn't really come as news to me. I might be disappointed, but I'm not surprised. Because in my uh, previous life, when I was a. Uh, Uh, Working with James O'Keefe, Project Veritas, we had uh, a similar story that came out of Oregon where they were doing this crazy stuff. I mean, just crazy stuff. But let me jump back into this. I'll I'll reflect on that in a moment. Sex education, including learning about contraception and how to prevent STDs. Well, that's good. uh, Sexually transmitted diseases and has been turned on its head in the last handful of years. It's morphed into the teaching of sexuality, according to Stephanie Yates, a mother of four. If a school teacher taught this outside of school, they'd be arrested, she said. They'd be prosecuted and sent to prison. And when released, they'd be put on the sex offender's registry. That's what she told the Epic Times. The framework, uh, as it's so called, it provides only guidance for schools and teachers, follows the recommendation of the California Healthy Youth Act, passed by the legislature in 2015, with the intention of providing students information to a- avoid unintended pregnancies and to develop healthy attitudes towards uh, growth, sexual orientation, gender, and relationships. You know, that's a similar line of crap that they used back in 06 when the governor was in California, and they wanted to pass a, um, a curriculum deal or some, some bill. I forget the number. And it included curriculum where the teachers would be allowed to ask kindergartners, when you grow up, do you want to be a boy or do you want to be a girl? Would you like to marry a boy or marry a girl? I was incensed. At the time, I had a five-year-old. And I thought, if somebody said that to my kid, what better of a reason to get arrested? There's your opportunity. I've never been locked up. That's my time. Right? Thank God it wasn't happening in, in Jersey. But this is what's going on. And now they continue to push the envelope, and we're way into the future on this. So... I want to know, what do we do here, right? I'm asking you, so give us a call. Let me know your thoughts. In the meantime, I want to go to this audio because we have some audio from Penn, the Penn, North Penn School District, and this is a different set of parents, and they're, they're not having it because they don't like what's going on. Listen to this. I actually
6: pulled my daughter out of A.M. Cole because of the fifth-grade teacher who lined those students up from whitest to
2: darkest, made them turn around, and the white ones
6: needed to apologize
2: to the black ones. Now, do not tell me that did not happen. Hold on a second. Check this out. So you heard that right. So not only are they perverting innocence for little kids and for other kids and high school kids, and you know, hey, best way to not get pregnant, become a transsexual, become gay, right? This is kind of like what their curriculum preaches. And of course, yes, I'm being hyperbolic. No offense to anybody of those persuasions. That's not the intent. It, the intent is to ridicule the left and now they're saying we're going to line these kids up from lightest to darkest and have the the light-skinned ones apologize to the dark-skinned ones wow go
6: ahead and to this kids do not see color and you are segregating them and you are separating them this is not okay do something or get out of those damn chairs
2: I love this mom. I think moms are taking the country back. I wish there was more dads involved, but they'll come along. Because where there's moms, there's dads, typically. And this is what we got to do. Parents need to keep stepping up and going to these school boards and – Setting the record straight. And, you know, when they have these parades and these, these color lineups and whatever it is, one of them's talking about a privilege walk. And I'm going to let them explain because this, to me, is so far beyond the pale. This is not talking about Abraham, Martin, and John and racial equity, which, again, pushes the envelope. I think what we got to talk about is we're humans and we all get along. And at one point, some of the white humans... We're in charge of some of the black humans, and that was inhumane and cruel, and it was horrible, and we never want to forget about our history uh, of slavery. But we fought a war, and we made laws, and it's a part of our Constitution, and it's literally part of the founding of this country, is to defend everybody. And how there was this debate over the Three-Fifths Compromise. And there were people from the beginning, from the inception of this country, that did not want slavery. There were abolitionists. Find me another country where they're doing that. Maybe I'm just a small-minded American, but listen to this
5: comes to the honesty issue, this board has repeatedly denied an activity that has taken place at A.M. Culp Elementary. Just the last action meeting, we were actually attacked by Dr. G, who referred to Fox News about an event that happened. Fox News didn't tell me that the event happened at A.M. Culp Elementary. The activity I'm talking about is known as a privilege walk. It happened in the courtyard at A.M. Culp Elementary, not once, but four times. A teacher who out of professional courtesy, I won't say her name, lined the students up on the wall, asked them to step forward if their parents were married, step forward if their parents were uh, college educated, step forward if they own a cell phone or an iPhone, step forward if their skin color resembled one of a Band-Aid, step forward if they had an in-ground pool. Now, this teacher um, carried out this event, and I know it happened because one father told me at the top of my driveway. Four parents told me over the phone. I sat in the driveway, and a mother and father told me the story that happened to their daughter last year. And just Thursday, I sat in the living room and listened to the story verbatim, word for word, the same questions. But she also added, at one point, when she asked about the Band-Aid, with a mini megaphone. the teacher told the student to get back on the wall because her parents were from India. That happened. There are no versions of the truth, Mrs. Stoll. You emphatically said that didn't happen five times. It did happen, but yet you still deny that it happened. We have filed the right to know for it. We did it in July. We're still waiting for the results on that because it keeps getting kicked down the can because you know you can run out the clock on the issue.
2: And that's what they do. They play these games. It's the American Marxist that's playing games, and they're all over the place. Now, I hate to sound like some sort of communist conspiracy theorist that thinks that there's a commie hiding behind every bush, but that's why they're doing this. It's the same divide and conquer that we talked about before. It's it's a civil war ideologically. They want these kids to grow up hating each other. They don't hate each other now, so they, let's mess this thing up, because that's what the left does. Look at the economy. Look at inflation. Look at the country. Look at a Biden rally. Cue the cricket sound effect, right? That's what happens. This is absolutely insane. And then... You, they pretend to be, oh my gosh, I'm white, I'm sorry, I'm bad, I'm bad for being white, forgive me for being white, let me take my own lashes and put a sackcloth on top of myself and whip myself. But yet, when the little Indian girl was there, he said, what did he say? He told her to go back, because they didn't like her, and she's brown. So which one is it? Are you the, the great white hope, or leftist, or are you just as guilty, an undercover racist like Joe El Baboso Biden? I don't know, but I want to get your thoughts on this stuff, and uh, there was somebody here. What's, what's happening here? Oh, the caller I wanted went away. All right, we'll go to a different caller. Let's go to, uh, let's see, it's Mike, Mike in Fairfax, Virginia. Mike, what's up? You're on with Rich Valdez. Hey,
9: Rich. Great show. Thanks Thank for having sir. me on.
2: Appreciate it. Go for it.
9: I think we're, we're deeper into the 1984 surveillance state than we realized. I think... Yeah. Uh, our economy, our GDP is so wrapped up in building surveillance state that we all just sort of go along with it because we're afraid to confront it.
2: Yeah, I would agree. I would I would think every single time I, I open my, I think it's my auto insurance app on my phone because I don't carry an insurance card. I mean, I do, but it's so much easier to use the app, and that's what you're talking about, this kind of uh, pseudo-compliance where we just kind of succumb to technology. But it asks me if I want to use my face to unlock the app. And I don't do it on my phone. I don't like that stuff. And I think you're you're right. It's it's been introduced, and people for for convenience and other reasons are saying, you know what? Yeah, sure, why not? But yet we've now created this ecosystem of surveillance,
9: along with the social credit score. If you ask Nick Fuentes, he's on the no-fly list for no good reason.
2: Yeah, a lot of people me. are on that no fly list. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that. I, um, I may not be on a no fly list, but I, got, I had to go to an event with James O'Keefe over the weekend. He had this party in Florida. And uh, this is just me ranting now. I had a flight schedule, the red eye going out. And they were like, oh, sorry, it's canceled. We'll put you on the next one. The next one was like two hours later. Next one, cancel that one too. Third one, cancel. Four cancellations later. And there it went. And there it went. No Richie V at the Veritas party. I hope you guys had a good time there. But, yeah, I, I get your point. Thank you for your call. I appreciate it. The, the bottom line here is we, we are. We're succumbing to a lot of these things, and we have to be more vigilant. We have to be on top of things because if we're not, we're going to get screwed. All right, let me see. I, I want to go to this one more here. Sylvia in Dallas, Texas. Sylvia, welcome. Uh, Mark LaVincio, Rich Valdez.
11: Oh, oh! Thank you guys for all the work you do. Well, I have a couple of comments on a few things. I don't even know where to start. Okay, first of all, um, you know, as far as the sexuality and sexualizing our kids in California, where they're allowing 12-year-old girls to get abortions, to me that's just normalizing pedophilia. And, you know, there's a lot of push for that up over there. One, uh, second, hmm. I haven't um, heard about that. Then. Uh, uh, what what Putin says. When Poon says uh, that the United States is going to become a genderless, sterile society, you could see, like, you know, in the 70s when when everything started. I remember the 70s with the birth control pill, with the, you know, um, uh, no fault divorce, the breaking up of the nuclear family. I mean, I, you know, I, I saw it all come, you know, it takes a village. You know, all under good things, you know, if you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with, you know, the birth control pills. And to where we have evolved, you know, those eight years with Obama, they really got a good foothold in there.
2: It was like a shopping spree for immorality. Right. (laughs) He came in defending Doma. He left lighting up the White House and in the rainbow flag for some that he was a hero. For others, it was a travesty, not because of choices that people are making, but specifically because of the betrayal that uh he stood for that he was so wishy-washy on certain issues and because there's a lot of people that still uphold traditional marriage a lot of uh, people that uphold judeo-christian uh teachings as what's right and good and holy and supreme in life so yeah i think you bring up a good point and i appreciate it uh we're going to get to some more of your calls plus the whole putin thing she brought that up we're going to talk about that what's the story with this false flag stuff is this biden making it up that it's a false flag is it putin making it up who's making up what here we're going to jump into that and a whole lot more straight ahead don't move a muscle rich valdez sitting in for the great one mark levin
1: mark
0: levin Inflation under our current administration is at 40-year highs. Everything's more expensive, cars, gas, groceries, housing, cost of living increases, are bankrupting Americans, which is why you need to find areas in your life where you can actually save money. And your wireless bill is one of them. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile all overcharge you for the same service you could be getting from Pure Talk at a fraction of the cost. That's why I'm a customer and why you should be one, too. And listen to this. The more lines you have, the more you save. Right now you can get four lines, talk, text, and data for just 64 bucks. That's not per line. That's total, which is how the average family is saving over $800 a year. Find out how much you can save. So do this. Go to puretalk.com. Find the plan that's right for you, find the phone that's right for you, or just bring your own. Then, this month only, enter promo code Levin Podcast, and you'll save an additional 25% off your first three months. That's puretalk.com, promo code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, PODCAST. Right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez
2: with an S at Rich Valdez on all the social media. Host of This is America with Rich Valdez. Make sure you download that and uh, subscribe to it and do everything. Just listen to it. That's all I'm saying. Listen to it. It's free. By the way, Mark Levin, Life, Liberty and Levin. That's coming up this Sunday. 8 p.m. You do not want to miss it. He's got John McLaughlin, former uh, pollster to President Trump, and Jim Jordan, Congressman Jim Jordan. If you want to get a sneak peek of that, go to Mark Levin's Rumble page. Mark Levin, at Mark Levin Show on Rumble. This is uh, where we put the clips, where we have the teasers, all of that stuff. You can check it out there. Make sure you do that. And I want to talk about these truckers. Right, The truckers in Canada that have showed so much backbone, so much spine. Because to me, when you put your job and your money and your ability to earn on the line, that is courage. It really is. Too many people, in my opinion, and again, I'm not here to earn fans all the time. This is one of those statements where you're going to go, I liked it until now. But uh, too many people hide behind their paycheck and their pension. And they're afraid to take action because of it. Like, oh, I can't do that. I got too many years in. I'll lose this. Sometimes you just got to lose it. I lost a pension for the government. And I'm not saying I'm some sort of hero. Trust me, I'm not. It's probably just me being hard-headed. But I'm just saying, sometimes you got to roll the dice, like Donaldus Magnus did when he left his uh, golden building over there on Fifth Avenue, Trump Tower, and said, you know what? We're going to the swamp. Now, we're going to get into what the swamp in Canada is doing, but an update that I got in my ear from Mr. Producer. By the way, Mr. Producer... Not to be confused with Mr. Call Screener, which is me. Mr. Producer, Richard Cementa. OG, two decades in this stuff. Been with Levin since the beginning. This guy's terrific. If anybody's listening to this show right now and thinks, man, you're really good on the radio. You sound terrific. It's because of Rich Cementa. <laughs> this guy is fantastic. The things that he can do with the microphone, with the levels, with the knobs and the buttons, he looks like he's flying a plane, never talks. I think he's said four words in the entire 18 years he's been here. But Rich Cementa just said four words in my ear. And he told me... That GoFundMe, and I knew this, but I didn't know this part of it. GoFundMe says, oh, you guys have raised $10 million or $9 million for the truckers in Ottawa. Well, guess what? We're not giving them the money. And in the past, I had done one of these for a friend of mine, R.I.P. Chooch. He was a barber in North Bergen, New Jersey. Big shout out to Jersey's Finest. Um, when Chooch died... We did a a fundraiser and I started it, but I made his mom the beneficiary and she was like, oh, I don't want it. I'll cover it. No problem. Thank you. And I was like, well, I don't know, but I signed a deal that said that they would have to give the money. They won't give it back to me uh, because I I, I donated my piece, but they'll give it back to everybody if you don't want it. But you've just got to hit that button in the app. And she was like, oh, OK, whatever. She was too complicated to pull out of. But the point was they would give the money back to each person. I'm guessing they've changed their terms and conditions or they've decided to change them for the people in Canada because now the truckers don't have access to the 9 or $10 million. And GoFundMe says, you want the money back? No problem. Just come online, fill out some form, and then we'll give it back to you. How many people do you think are going to take the time out of their day to do that? GoFundMe is going to make a killing on this instead of using some other merchant service like Give, Send, Go or others that are out there run by Patriots. So I say, man, that's messed up. But before we run out of time, i got 45 seconds here for this clip. I want you to hear Peter Stoley. He's the Ottawa police chief. And at a press conference today, he says regarding the truckers and them leaving their cars around and doing what they're doing, rolling up on Trudeau, he says, you know what? I will prosecute any police officer providing support to the truckers. What a D-bag. Listen to this. There is no facilitation of food, water, fuel,
4: logistics, or funding by any member of this police service or any other police service that I am aware of. Let me repeat, there is no supply of food, water, fuel, logistics, or anything else that relates to enabling this demonstration by any member of the Ottawa Police Service or any other police service that I am aware of. Should that information come to me, you can be clear, as Chief of Police in this service, I will conduct a full investigation I will use the full extent of the Police Service Act, and if relevant, the criminal code, to pursue charges against such a member who would do that.
2: All right, such a member that would do that. I'll tell you, if I was in Canada, I'd be doing that right now. So kudos to all those truckers. Anyway, the music means I got to go, but we'll be right back with Russia and some Garcetti and a whole lot more. Rich Valdez filling in for the great one, Mark Levine.
0: Have you gotten your letter from the IRS yet? These last few years have not been easy on the American family. And with tax season finally arriving, there'll be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them. Well, America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries, just one phone call to 800-806-1299. Hello, 800-806-1299. And you'll be in touch with the America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS and help put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-806-1299. That's 800-806-1299 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Levin. Again, 800-806-1299 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com
2: South America, Rich Valdez filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, this is the best hour of the program, the third hour of the show is always Aces, don't miss it, don't go to sleep early, don't turn it down, turn it up, put your feet up, don't move a muscle. Now, I want to talk about a few things. First, the phone number, 877-381-3811 if you want to disagree, 877-381-3811 if you want to uh, comment on what's going on, news of the day. Vladimir Putin has been making headlines lately, lots of headlines. Obviously, he makes headlines every day. And, of course, he always releases some sort of statement where he's, "Ah, oh, no, it wasn't me, didn't do it. No, nope, no, nope, not happening. Right? That seems to be what's happening, and we're going to get into that. But I think in these summits that he's had with Joe Barroso Biden, the president of the United States, how did that go? What did it sound like? Was it something like, uh, and, you know, he's calling him on the phone, and, yeah, da, da, I'm Vlad. What would you say there? Let me turn my volume on. Oh, what would you say? I'm Vlad. You're glad. I'm glad, too. I thought you were mad at me. No, 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 no. I'm Vlad. I'm Vlad. I'm telling you, I'm V Vlad. Vladimir, I'm Vladimir. Yeah, and then they're going at this who's on first type of thing. Because it's it's clearly a mess. You've got the uh, the comedian turned president, and I'm not trying to minimize him in any way. I just think that's pretty cool that you, know, you have a comedian turned president in Ukraine, President uh, Zelensky. He says hey, by the way, we're not going to war. We're like totally not going to war. (laughs) And then Vlad says, no war. We'll not have war with Ukraine. We'll not do the war. Okay, so they're not doing the war. Zelensky's not doing the war. And Biden's, hey, guys, you better stop. You're putting tanks. You guys are going to war. Don't, hey, Major, hey, Commander, stop tugging on my pant leg. Hey, don't bark. Jill, what's my name again? Are you my sister? You know, and it's like, what is happening with the United States? Hmm, I don't know. But, Representative Brian Mast, he was on Newsmax, and the latest thing is they're saying that Vladimir Putin's planning a false flag attack. He's going to stage a mass casualty event and videotape it, saying the Ukrainians hit him so that he could hit them back. Now, that's something I could believe because it sounds like something the Russians would do. They specialize in propaganda. We know that. They don't have a massively large army. They, they've got some arsenal. They specialize in spying. It's what they've always done. This is what they do. So I wonder how much of this is like the urination tape, right? Like the Steele dossier. How much of this is fake, phony, and fraud? And is Joe Biden himself making it up? Is he meeting with Admiral Kirby and the other people? And they're like, Mr. President, there's some aggression. They're on the border, but they're in their own country. They're, they're just putting, you know, maybe for all we know, what they're doing war games. They're just hanging out, you know, doing a little parade, taking the tanks out for a spin on the border of Ukraine. But they're in Russia. And Biden turning and saying, oh, maybe you know, I got hairy legs, you know, they're blonde and the kids like them. Maybe maybe we'll say they're making a war. A little uh, wagging the dog there. I don't know. I don't know, and I want to get your thoughts on this, eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. But Brian Mass is on Newsmax TV today, and he's talking about this false flag attack that the White House is reporting. Listen to this.
6: So what do you make out of this, uh, what Bob was talking about, how they're going to create you know, this fake invasion, essentially?
7: Well, that's one part of what you're seeing in a rapidly escalating show of force by Russia, Uh, them coming up with ways to justify a potential attack on the Ukraine, a potential invasion of the Ukraine to include going out there and moving false stories, uh, whether to trick the Ukrainian people or trick the Russian people or the globe or anybody else. That's all part of their strategy in in the preparation for war.
2: Now, He just made a statement of facts. He explained what it was and what it would look like, not confirming or denying that it's actually happening or not. And I didn't expect him to. Big kudos to Brian Mast, a great congressman, first Green Beret in Congress. But he raises a point. Yeah, it's a possibility. This is something that could happen. But my question is, is it really likely? Is this something Biden's making up? Is it credible intelligence? Can they defend the intelligence they have? Could they defend the intelligence they had when they heard that Trump was doing who knows what with you know where in uh, Moscow? And it had to do with urine, (laughs) which was a fake, a phony and a fraud, to quote Bob Grant. So. You've got this reporter from the Associated Press, Matt Lee. He's at the State Department press briefing yesterday. And he he says to Ned Price, the uh, spokesman there, can you at least name one piece of evidence that Russia's actually planning a false flag operation? Check this out.
12: So with what we know from eight years ago, with what we have seen, you and I both have seen, everyone has seen, with what we have heard eight years ago, in the ensuing eight years uh, and in recent weeks. Um, it seems to me that uh, it should not be outlandish uh, that the Russians may be uh, engaging well, in this okay, activity fine, But not again. being
13: outlandish doesn't mean that you have any proof that, is, that it's happening the second point, or being the second planned. Point, the Hold on, point. Ned, you can't just... All of that may very well be true. It probably is true, okay? But it doesn't provide any evidence of what you're alleging now, which is that they're planning this mass, fake mass casualty event with quote-unquote crisis actors, which is something that, you know, in the U.S., we rarely hear outside of the kind of, you know, nutty conspiracy theory.
2: Hang on uh, now. Now, he raises a very good point here. <laughs> Let's just take this apart, at least the way I'm hearing it. I hear it like this. The fake news media is calling out the government because they're like, excuse me, but i'm in the fake news business and it sounds to me like you're peddling fake news and you don't really know how to do it as well as we do can I, is that make sense now he's saying crisis actors i haven't heard this term since people were saying that these shootings were imaginary and the parents freaked out and said imaginary my kids are really dead and i know things were taken out of context. i'm not going to get into that do not call with that i'm not going to talk about that but i i will say very dumb comments but this is a good comment, where he's saying, hold on a second, you've got to be able to back this up. You're literally the government. You have to cite some of your intelligence. Come on. Go ahead.
12: Crowd. Well, to be, to be clear, we're not alleging what the United States is doing. Uh, this is information available to us, No, no what the but Russians that's... are up to. I understand your point, but I just you, want to... You,
13: you do? Because, I mean, uh. you're treading into serious waters here. And, 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 and if you can't provide any evidence other than, well, I said so... And so it's a fact. That's a problem,
12: Matt. There's a second point. Uh, this is derived from intelligence. Intelligence in which uh, we have confidence. We in which we have confidence. The otherwise,
13: confidence you haven't. Otherwise, in WMD uh, otherwise, otherwise, I mean, what, what, otherwise,
12: we would not be making it public in the way we are. Uh, but here's here's the other point. Um, intelligence and evidence. Uh, these are two separate things. Uh, it is, uh, yeah, but no, you're, but you're saying it's a
13: fact and that, it, that you have proof and then you can't offer any proof and to, 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 show that show this fact, I'll drop it, but I think we thank should you. move
2: on. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'll drop it all. Thank God. <laughs> thank you, sir. Because when the fake news media starts grilling you and you start to fail, I mean, think about every time the fake news media grilled Donald Trump and, and they'd have to leave with that, like, um, what that song, if you can imagine the song from, um, um, Larry David's show. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that's what I envision here. This is a, a, such a disgrace that this is our government. And the fake news media is like, bro, come on, leave it to us, right? We know how to do this. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. But that's not all. Others from the Associated Press are now coming after Jen Paserco back Pasaki, because they're saying, you know what? You don't have this proof. You're saying all this stuff. I mean, just like Mr. Lee was saying to Mr. Price saying, you know, you're putting this out as a matter of fact. And it's not a matter of fact. And he's sweating bullets clearly. Can't wait to move on. And he's calling him out, saying, bro, you're lying, you're full of it, you're fake, you're phony, you're fraudful, gazing. Now, he said, you know, proving it like WMD. If I were there and if they would have allowed me, I would have said, are you proving this like you're proving the steel dossier, sir? And then they probably would have said, all right, security, security, get that guy. But Miss Jaffe, Alexandria Jaffe, she... Um, She asked some pointed questions to Jen back, Pasaki, Silent P. And she literally said, do you really believe that journalists are repeating Russian and Islamic state propaganda by asking you tough questions? And I would add, is it really a tough question to be like, prove it? You are the intelligence agency. Listen to this.
6: Uh, thanks, Jen. So yesterday, you and the State Department uh, spokesman Ned Price took issue with reporters asking for evidence of your uh, statements with respect to the Syria strike and uh, the Russian false flag operation. Do you really believe that journalists are repeating Russian and uh, Islamic State propaganda in pursuing those questions, first of all, and second of all, will you be offering evidence of your claims with respect to what happened in Syria when they become available?
12: Absolutely, and, and I will, let me just start by saying that we welcome tough questions and good faith scrutiny, otherwise I wouldn't come out here, um, I wouldn't have come out here almost 180 times and engaged with all of you and your uh, tough questions and good faith scrutiny. Um, as I noted in the response to a question from your colleague yesterday, which wasn't in all of the cont- context of what was put out there, we are less than 48 hours from the end of the mission, uh, so the Department of Defense is still conducting after action assessments. That's a natural part of the process that a Hers.
2: You know, I, honestly, the whole time she's there and after, 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 after I can't even make out the words anymore. But all I'm thinking of is I'm thinking, when is Peter Ducey going to jump in <laughs> with, with something with something clever? Because he's really good at that stuff. But that one didn't happen. And if it did, we don't have it. But I will work on getting it for you, because that's that's what I live for. I live for those those uh, Peter Pasaki showdowns. I mean, they're just great. I think we all live for that. So the, the media, again, another example Is literally calling that again. Do you really believe that journalists are repeating Russia and Islamic State propaganda just because we're asking you questions? No, 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 we welcome the questions. The other guy, thank God, (laughs) when he he got the question. It's clear that they're, they're so full of it. But this is where they are. Speaking of full of it, we've got Nancy Labruja Pelosi. And Nancy Pelosi, she's on her tangent about... The Olympic Games, and about this, and about that, and don't say anything. And this one, you know, we talked about this yesterday, and we'll we'll, we'll, we'll give it a gander again today because I think it's just worthy of repeating. But first, I want to tell you about Mark Levin, Life, Liberty, and Levin. Make sure you don't miss that. John McLaughlin, Jim Jordan, sneak peek on Rumble.com, at Mark Levin Show. Make sure you download the Mark Levin Show podcast. If you're not listening live while you're at it, download This is America with Rich Valdez as well. But straight ahead, we're going to get into Pelosi, Garcetti, and so much more. I am Rich Valdez and your calls. Thanks for holding on, guys. Uh, All of that coming up right now. I'm Rich Valdez, sitting in for the great one.
1: Mark Levin. Mark Levin.
2: All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, and uh, phone number 877 381 3811. We were just talking about Nancy Pelosi. Nancy La Bruja Pelosi is what I like to call her, Nancy the Witch. And she had a few things to say about what was happening with the, uh, with the Olympics and, you know, how dare you, you should do this. And you've heard it, but I want you to hear it again because it's kind of quick. Um, go for it. Make no mistake, our athletes should
11: participate. They've trained, they're disciplined. They've dreamed, they've aspired, they've worked hard. But this year, we must celebrate them from home as they compete in China. I would say to our athletes, you're there to compete. Do not risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government because they are ruthless.
2: Ah, shut up. Now, listen, I agree that she is ruthless. I agree that the the Chino, the Japanese, excuse me, the Chinese, that they're ruthless. I do. My mouth broke for a second. I do agree that the the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, that they are ruthless because communism is evil. I opened up with talking about what is it that guides us? Is it love or is it hate? What do you think is coming out of her mouth? Now, maybe she was being maternal for a second, benefit of the doubt, but I don't know if that's true. I think that she's really turning a blind eye to the evil of communism. She's saying they're ruthless, but she's saying, you know, we're still going to send you guys. You know, I don't think she used her, her office and her influence to really help the American athlete. That's my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong, but let's go to Joe. Joe's in New Jersey, Stockholm, New Jersey. Uh, so it looks like you're a Cuban-American, Joe. What's going on? You're on with Rich Valdez.
9: Hey, Rich, thanks for having me on. God bless you, man. I'm so proud of you. Yes, uh, also Thank from Hudson you. County. Oh, way And I'm so happy to be on the air. How you doing, brother? Doing great, bro. What's so, Rich, on really, your mind? Oh, get out. I just want to tell you, I hate communism. Uh, I love your show and the message that you're sending out to the world, that we are under attack. This country is currently under attack by Marxists. They might call themselves Christian, Socialists, Democrats, this, it's all communism. It's all evil from the pit of hell to take away freedom and, and, and opportunity, which is what this country offers so many people from all over the world.
2: Man, such uh, eloquence. I mean, I couldn't have said that better in in 47 (laughs) seconds (laughs) as you did. Joe, I thank you for being a patriot. I thank you for your kind words. It's really nice to hear uh, from you, from other you know New Jerseyans and people on the East Coast. And I want to hear from some people on the West Coast as well. Let's go to Andrea. She's in Stockton, California. Uh, Andrea, what's going on? You're on with Rich Valdez, Mark Levin Show.
6: Hi there, thank you for taking my call It's a pleasure So I was calling because Thank you so much Um, I was calling because I um, Was listening on the air On my way home and you guys were talking about The activity where the kids Had to um, Go in class Mm -hmm. And they had to do the whole how privileged are you Walk, right? Yeah. And I actually just graduated With my teaching credential Two years ago Congratulations. And in my credentialing program Oh thank you. Thank you so much. So in my credentialing program on the like the last week before graduation, the director of the program came in and had us do that same stinking activity.
2: Wow. Unbelievable. So there you go. You're you're an unsuspecting, unwitting participant in this nonsense, trying to be a teacher, trying to do the right thing. And all of a sudden, before you get your actual credential, before you can become a certified teacher, they say you got to line these kids up against the wall like criminals and you got to line them up by color and do this privilege thing. That's a disgrace. How did that go over for you?
6: Absolutely. Well, so then at the end of it, they said, okay, you know, now you need to write a reflection what you learned about yourself and about racism and all this stuff. And in my reflection, I said, I will never apologize for my
2: skin color. Yeah, good for you. That's and neither should those it. kids.
6: Exactly. Yep, absolutely.
2: Well, good luck to you. Uh, I know that you're trying to do the right thing out there in California, and there's other states that uh, hopefully are better. And sometimes I think it's good to stay where you are and fight the fight from within because that's how the communists have done it. That's how they get people to turn is getting them to turn from within. So thank you, Andrea. We appreciate that. Thanks for letting us know that uh, a lot of times people are doing this unwittingly. It's it's not always the, the woke crowd wearing the hammer and the sickle on their shirt as they're trying to indoctrinate your kid. But it is a wicked industry, and sometimes I say we've got to abolish public education. To quote the great one, that's right, I said it. Anyway, more to come straight ahead. I am Rich Valdez filling in for the great one, Mark Levin.
0: Are you an individual or business owner facing the heavy burden of back taxes, levies, or wage garnishments? Life's challenges, especially those brought on by the economic impact of COVID-19 and inflation, can take a toll on your financial well-being. Now, the IRS has eliminated over a billion dollars in tax penalties and interest for back taxes. America First Tax Group is here to help you claim your share of these billions in tax relief before the IRS can claim the government's share and clamp down. Call them now, 800-806-1299. The IRS has people working to collect your money, but it's time to turn the tables, folks. America First Tax Group is a full-service tax boutique that puts clients first. They understand the stress of dealing with tax problems, and they will be your guide through the process. Don't wait. Time is of the essence. Call America First Tax Group. Here's the number, 800-806-1299, 800-806-1299, or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Levin.
4: The Show, live and national at 877 381
2: Welcome back, America. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. Make sure you give me a follow. Let's keep in touch. If you want to keep in touch with me on the podcast, feel free to do that. This is America with Rich Valdez. And uh, you can also listen to me this weekend on WPHT. Mark's affiliate in Philly, and big shout-out to all the affiliates, man. It's great to be on this show. Real quick plug for the show and for all that stuff, because this is such an amazing show. Obviously, one of the second-largest uh, conservative talk show in, in America, and it it's really is an honor and a privilege, I think, not just because it's a, such a big show, but because there's so many amazing listeners that I thank God for, because I am a radio junkie. I love live radio. I absolutely love it. And, you know, it's it's kind of like I'm... I'm on 400 or 300 and some odd stations right now, and that is such a thrill for the live radio junkie like me. So thank you for putting up with me and for uh, participating in the show. Give us a call, one 877 381 I know there's no lines open right now, but keep trying. We're going to go through some calls in a moment. But I want to talk about Mayor Eric Garcetti from Los Angeles. Now, Mayor Garcetti, he, uh, I-, I talked about it earlier, and um uh, he he was under fire earlier this week in the middle of the week. They were saying, oh, my gosh, but, you know, you're such a hypocrite. You were Magic Johnson. You're with this one. You're with that one. You're taking all these pictures with no mask on. How dare you, sir? How dare you do that? And he said, well, well chill, chill, chill. See, the thing is, I did do the selfies, but I didn't inhale. It was like a Bill Clinton line. You know, I, I smoke, but I didn't. Inhale. I, I, you know, I don't do a good Clinton, but I'll work on that. In the meantime, Mr. Producer, go for it.
5: I wore my mask the entire game, and when people ask for a photograph, I hold my breath, and I put it here, and people could see that. There's a 0% chance of infection from that.
2: (laughs) I hold my breath. (laughs) So that's right. He selfied, and he did not inhale. Now, I think, you know, there's bigger problems in California than beating up Garcetti for not wearing a mask, although I know there's people that love that. I'd really rather know, I don't care what you did. You know, we already saw what you did. I want to know, what are you doing In California to combat uh, the illegal alien problem we have and again to put that in retrospect the illegal alien problem that we have because Biden's created it by changing asylum laws right because that's really it you know when they're they're getting these people they're no longer saying oh we're coming here because we think there's a land of opportunity There's this these people are saying oh Biden told us to come we got a t-shirt they said he was giving us a check you know we heard might get a job I mean you know we had an invitation (laughs) They're, they're coming they're like hey I'm home honey I'm home And I think, oh, my gosh, this is why there's such an increase at the border and they're having problems getting it under control because it's Biden that's undermining the hardworking men of Border Patrol and ICE and everybody else that's down there at the border, including including the uh, Texas Department of Public Safety people. So kudos to everybody in law enforcement that's doing the right thing and shame on you, Biden, for what you're doing. But yet good old Biden he, um, he, he seems to not get it all the time. You know, so today he's at the White House. And he's trying to take this victory lap because, you know, he's had one decent month of job gains. and doesn't even match up with Trump's job gains from the previous year. But putting that aside, he's doing his victory lap. And while he's at it, he's like, you know, but look. While there might be more jobs we have we've got these meat companies and they keep raising the price on you guys the american workers the american families it's all your fault but we'll we'll fix capitalism we're going to make it better we'll build back better (laughs) biden's going to build back better unbelievable
10: listen to this another way we're boosting our economy is by promoting competition look hamburger is uh you know up four times fourfold almost many places well, guess what? Meat processing, meat processors or shipping, railroads, other industries are dominated by a few giant companies that control the market they operate in. And over the years, this domination of the market by a smaller number of companies, smaller and smaller, it's about four in the meatpacking area, has reduced competition, squeezed out small businesses and farmers, and in many cases, increased prices and almost all of them increased prices for consumers. Look, I'm a capitalist, but capitalism without competition is not capitalism. It's exploitation. So I'm going to continue to do everything in my power to work with the Congress to make our capitalist system work better, to provide more competition and lower prices for American consumers.
2: Now, if capitalism without uh, competition is exploitation, what is... A presidency when you don't whisper like a freaking weirdo because that's what he does he is a freaking weirdo what is up with this capitalism I don't understand this stuff I really don't this one really gets beyond me I don't think that really connects with people I think sometimes when he does the whiny voice come on you understand it's the mom and the single mom and she's with her kid what are you gonna tell her that part I get but when he gets into this whispering thing it's just creepy anyway Speaking of Joel so Biden in California, good old former California attorney general. Harris, right? Kamala Harris, the Vice President of the United States, she's been under the gun too. Because it's not just Biden with his silliness about blaming meat companies. And we've got to fix capitalism. That's why you're paying more. You know, you're paying more at the pump. Oh, those damn gas companies. Paying more for meat. Oh, well, you know, it's everybody, we got a great jobs report, by the way. Ah, did, did I tell you what I did with Putin? He didn't take the bait, so I I bombed the terrorist. But, but guess what? The terrorist bombed himself. And he took a few kids with him and some other people. B- Biden is out of control. And the fact that the media just lets him slide on just about everything... It's really really disconcerting. But Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, she was on Noticias Telemundo yesterday and the Spanish channel and she says, you know, they're talking about the, she's answering the question as they're talking, why should Latinos vote for Democrats? And like usual, she struggles here because even she realizes This is a sinking ship. And I read you that article before where the Biden administration, Democrats as a whole, they're losing popularity with so many of their traditional bases because nobody wants to be broke. Let me do it in Biden fashion. Nobody wants to be broke, sir. Nobody likes it. Anyway, inflation is a problem. Immigration is a problem. And Latinos and blacks are jumping ship on the Democrats. Listen to this.
6: Elections are in a couple of months' time, and I'm sure you, you are aware that the border is going to be an issue coming in the coming elections. And also, uh, President Biden promised an immigration reform and he hasn't been able to deliver. So why would you say that Latinos should vote for the Democrats this November? The first piece of legislation that sent to Congress
11: was immigration reform. It, literally, it was our first Initiative to say we must have a pathway for citizenship. The problem is Congress is not acting.
2: Congress is not acting, of course. So Biden says, hold on a second, folks. It's the meat company. It's the gas company. It's that company. It's the other company. But I'm doing terrific. Thank you. Let me not break my hand as I'm patting myself on the back. And Kamala, well, of course, we're going to blame other people. It's Congress's fault. This is Pelosi's fault. If she weren't so busy telling people to be afraid of China and don't you dare speak out against our communist pals in China, maybe we'd have some legislation. Or is it the obstructionist Republicans? I don't know. But I think it's comical. You hear these sound bites and you think, man, who do they think that they're kidding? Who do they think they're fooling? Why is it that they think the American people are so stupid? Is it because they've intentionally watered down our education to the point where in most of my lifetime, we've been importing doctors and nurses from other parts of the world? It's not like there's any shortage of people in the United States. Our... Populations continue to rise, despite what you might hear on some of the uh, Internet chat boards. Our population is not going down. It's going up, even if it's slowing its growth in the midst of a pandemic that killed a bunch of people or evil doctors that killed a bunch of people, or evil nurses or evil practices, whatever you want to call it. No matter how you slice it, there's more people. Yet somehow they can't get this thing right. So anyway, straight ahead, we're going to get into a few more things, a couple of more babosadas from Joe Biden and uh, your calls, your calls and more. We got a full call board. So I'm going to get to all of that stuff straight ahead. I am Rich Valdez filling in for the great one. Mark Levin. Mark Levin.
0: Hello everyone, it's Mark Levin here. Today I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only supporting seniors but also by pushing for traditional American values that affect all of us. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending our freedoms and securing our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, entertainment, and special insurance rates. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience in our quest for conservative principles. Sign up now at amac.us mark. A-M-A-C dot U-S slash mark. And for limited time get a free gift membership for someone who shares your love for our great nation don't miss out on this chance to make a difference folks with amac join today at amac.us slash mark amac.us slash mark and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free
2: Welcome back America, Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media, filling in for the great one Mark Levin tonight, coast to coast, live and national, as Mark likes to say, and it's always a, an honor and a joy to be with you guys, it really is, best uh, best audience on the planet, and hour three, the best hour of the Mark Levin Show. Now, I want to get to some of your calls, because uh, a lot of people have been holding on for a long time, I want to go to Jay in Los Angeles, Jay, what's going on, you're on the Mark Levin Show with Rich Valdez. Yeah, Jay, go for it, man. America's listening.
8: Oh, sorry. Kind of toned down there for a moment. Uh, Yeah, um, I want to just say you're doing a great job filling in for Mark. Thank you. And uh, thank you. The uh, other thing is is I can't understand. If Nancy Pelosi says, oh, we're going to send the athletes there, but just remember they're very dangerous people. It's like, what? We're going to send the athletes into the – jaws of the Chinese lion while they're busy setting a pact together with Russia? I, I, I just don't get it. How can right. they possibly do such a thing?
2: And well, this is what they do.
8: Yeah, but then you got Mr. Potato Head, who, I gotta say, I, I go into convalescent homes and people in hospice who are better spoken than that, and I still don't understand why everyone pretends that there isn't something wrong with the way he's speaking
2: it's 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 deeply disturbing but well, you know jay i think it's it, it is disturbing and i think if you have some experiences i did with my dad who had a brain injury and I, i've seen what that's like um i see so much of that in biden and i know he's had two open brain surgeries and i talked about this before and i'm not taking a slight at him right now i'm being sincere this may not be the best place for him, right, the, the the White House, but that's where he is, and that's what we're dealing with, and that's why we've got this give and take that's going on back and forth every day. So, yeah, you're right. We're going to have to deal with it, and the best way to deal with this to mobilize as many Americans as we can to show them who's boss at the polls. That's really the bottom line. We've got to take this thing back in 22. But moving on, thank you, sir, for your call. I appreciate it. And let's go to, there was somebody here that I wanted to get to. Oh, yes, caller five, Jonathan. Uh, you're a trucker in California. Go for it.
7: Oh, no, no, no. I'm in Fresno. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm calling from the liberal sinkhole of, of California. Uh, this uh, intelligence they have about Russia wanting, or this intelligence. Now, let me just verify. Did
2: you provide them with this from Fresno? Are you the, are you the source of the intelligence?
9: No, no, no. Are you sure? I just wanted to say quickly.
2: Are you sure? Because I've heard they call it California.
9: It is.
7: It's enemy lines here, you know. All right, go ahead. This is really making me think of when uh, Susan Rice, you remember she was going on all the morning shows about that tape that caused the the, the riot outside of our embassy. Oh, in
2: Benghazi, in Benghazi, Libya, when the whole thing was started by a YouTube video.
7: Yes, this to me is, is reeking of something like that, of a tinge. I'm like, this does not add up right. I thought false flags were only for a conspiracy theorist, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that.
2: Yeah, and that's exactly why the, the fake news media is calling them out saying, come on, you're going a, a bit too far here to the to the, uh, the spokesman from the State Department. Yeah, I think you're 100% right. This is one of those situations where they're falling apart at the seams. That's my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm biased. But I really don't see the Democrats winning here. They tried to do the best they could with today, but Kamala Harris, she she's in a sinkhole. You think you're in a sinkhole. She's in a sinkhole. I don't think she gets out of this. I don't think she, she'll really ever recover. This is way beyond on Dan Quayle and Potato, right? This is she's really just messing things up. But Jonathan, I thank you. I want to try to get in as many people as I can because I hate leaving people on hold. Uh, Rick in Baltimore, what's on your mind, my brother? Rich Valdez, Mark Levin show.
8: Yes, sir. Pleasure to talk to you, and I love your Spanish. I'm Italian American, and I <laughs> refer to Nancy Pelosi Las "Loco Lobo." Los Loco <laughs> yeah. Lobo. lobo. Okay, crazy wolf. Yep. So anyway, I wanted to touch on the, the police and law enforcement. What I was really appalled about was I heard that, you know, in Hollywood, I just I boycotted Hollywood. Susan Sarandon had made the comment that about the New York Police Department and saw that funeral and that procession, and they had the audacity to refer to the police as fascist. And Mm. I could could have blown a gas. I've got an Italian temper, but I I keep it down, you know. (laughs) But I'm just tired. I'm just so sick of where this country is going. And I can tell you right now, I've got a, a very good intuition we will win
2: the midterms. The Republicans will take back the House and the Senate. Well, listen, I I never want to take anything for granted, but uh, I think you're right. Things are trending in the right direction. But, again, let's not uh, lose sight of the fact that there was one decent jobs report today. And if that can be something that's built upon, then you know what? Clinton said it, or the Reagan Cajun said it, it's the economy, stupid. And if they can fix the economy in the next few months, people have always had short memories. So I think we got to keep our foot on the gas. We need to improve the economy yesterday. I want to see Biden win, because I want to see America win. But, Rick, I think you're right, and I appreciate it. Thank you for your call. Always good to hear from uh, a Paisan, right? <laughs> and um, let's see, Greg. Greg in Tennessee, uh, you had a comment about President Reagan. Go for it.
7: Uh, yeah, um, you know, back, you know, to, to solve all these problems to get rid of this Communist Party that we have running this country is you go back in history. And back in 79, June of 1979, um, it was when Poland was at its weakest. The people were, were crushed. Their morals, they had no hope. And that was when, when, uh, actually, Newt Gingrich had done a really good documentary. It's called Nine Days That Changed the World. And it was about Pope John Paul II that came to Poland. And he was there for nine days, and it was on the eve of Pentecost. And he said at one of those uh, speeches where there was at least a million people there in Poland, he did not, for nine days he did this. He said, may the Holy Spirit come down upon this land. And that gave hope. That gave the hope that the people needed, and they realized that they outnumbered the government. Ronald Reagan and Pope John Paul II were buddies because they had the same goal. The same goal was world peace, tear down that wall. And it's repeating itself right now, and what I see happening is that if you look at Canada, The people of Canada have that hope. They know they outnumber the government. And right now, the people of Canada are in control of the country, not the government. Um, There's going to be massive um, rallies in every major city this weekend in Canada. You're talking... um, millions of people all united dancing in the streets sharing just being normal that's what's been going on in in uh canada for this last week with the whole truckers con- uh, convoy and all that so
2: yeah I, you know what it is it's greg it's a celebration of liberty and i think this is what happens so often people realize you know what They've tasted, and you know, the Bible says taste and see that the Lord is good. And I think that 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 liberty, you know, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Right? Another Bible verse for you. Not getting preachy, but I think people love liberty. And when you have a love for liberty and you start to put it in action, you really see things come together. I want to give a big shout out to everybody that called in tonight. I thank you so much. Thank you, Mark Levin, for allowing me to be with you guys. Hasta la próxima. Until the next time, I am Rich Valdez. Take care. Have a good night and God bless.